Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm here for Transforming Trauma to talk about what's going on in my corner of the world. It's been a minute and life continues to take lots of unexpected detours. I have had continued challenges finding sort of the right space for me career-wise in addition to getting to do amazing coaching work with Rachel um, the past four or five years now. I have been kind of traversing through the field of social work and navigating what I believe is a lot of ableism. Um, I'd like to kind of spend time today talking about some of those challenges and ways that I've been kind of channeling my rage and frustration into activism and creative endeavors, really getting my kind of needs met outside of work in many regards as a way to build resilience and strengthen relationships and just build better balance in my life Um, that has been really beneficial to my healing and recovery. Um, Lately, I've actually 
discovered a, a campaign through McLean Hospital, which is renowned for their psychiatric care and you know, people come from all over the country and even internationally to get treated there. So some of the best providers. And yet I was looking into their deconstructing stigma campaign. I was really inspired by a webinar I'd heard where one of their experts was talking about provider well-being and stigma, disclosed his own history of OCD. And I thought, this seems interesting. It's kind of unusual for an expert to self-disclose in a webinar in front of his peers in that way. And what I have found is really concerning. There's just like a lack of overall trauma-informed care principles in a, you know, process that I'm sure is a committee full of people with psychiatric training, at least the person who kind of does interviews for participants sharing their stories of mental illness and and trauma. So, you know, I continue to encounter these less than perfect systems and it's been really eye-opening and also important for me to learn how to navigate and not expect sort of some of my early childhood wounds to sort of heal through my experiences professionally. So I guess I wanted to share this because it feels more and more important that with a workforce with a lot of trauma and disability, that people with privilege and and power and sort of platforms that they speak about their experiences and lead with their hearts and humanity. Um, Navigating (laughs) self-disclosure continues to be something that I think a lot about. And in my training as a, a therapist and a clinical social worker, I have found by and large that the sense, sentiment is to be really judicious about self-disclosure, that some clients you know, don't want to know that their therapist has a trauma history or does ongoing recovery work. And I still, of course, believe in, in that sort of framing of self-disclosure. And yet I feel that people take it to the extreme. And while they aren't necessarily Freudian kind of blank slates, I think that they're is a lot of room to to be human with with clients and I had a friend over the weekend say to me like maybe you will work with those clients or those patients then who who value that in a provider that even on psychology today the number one referral source for therapists and I think psychiatrists too um they There's a box to check lived experience now. I think that speaks to what I'm saying, that some clients really are looking for somebody with lived experience of being trans or whatever that identity is, that there's a a space for it, that lived experience is being important. So I'm, I'm seeing a shift for sure, like even more people hiring survivors with lived experience, folks in with experience with human trafficking or homicide support um, positions, at least in in the Boston area. So that gives me hope. And I I guess I have found that in order for me to navigate ableism in the workplace, finding allies and connecting with them, whether at work or outside of work, has felt really, really essential for me being able to persevere And I I think that that goes for folks with any marginalized identities. And 
I noticed throughout my graduate training that, you know, those colleagues of mine who were gender nonconforming, you know, often also had histories of, of trauma or experiences of adversity that made them more vulnerable in the field and working in kind of settings with supervisors and colleagues who didn't necessarily celebrate or respect or understand what their their needs were or just even kind of basic yeah basic principles I think of sort of what we want in a work environment or a training environment so there's a lot of a lot of work ahead for us to become more trauma-informed as a field let alone across schools and other systems higher education but there's a lot of people doing that work in schools and also more and more in the field of medicine so feeling hopeful. Um, Personally, (laughs) I'm continuing to find work opportunities that seem really exciting to me professionally. And yet, after having so many negative experiences, you know, sometimes I'm getting the message uh, (laughs) to to work for myself that that maybe I can't hack some of the systemic um, difficulties that other people without trauma histories maybe have more resilience to to endure and put their heads down and at one point I was part of a Facebook group for like badass women with ADHD I don't have an ADHD diagnosis but I do work with some executive functioning deficits that um, I'm you know still navigating different ways to to compensate and to learn systems that work for me so that can be less interfering in my life. And there were a lot of folks in that group who ended up working for themselves. So I know that wouldn't be, you know, that certainly is a privilege if you can find a sustainable livelihood. And it's not a coincidence that many of the survivors that I've worked with end up in careers and professions and hobbies where they are sort of innovating and entrepreneurial and want to a lot of them are in human services they're educators they're they're doing stuff to to give back and I think that's amazing and such a testament to recovery and the meaning and purpose that many of us derive as a result of trauma Um, I actually had an interview recently where yeah, I was trying to speak quite authentically and transparently to my experience job hopping. And I used to actually coach folks with um, histories of incarceration or addiction and how to kind of speak to gaps on their resumes. And it was interesting to know that this question was coming and then still feel like a little bit unsure of how honest to be. And yet the truth is that I'm not job searching. I have found these opportunities that feel really exciting and a potential good fit for me. And so it's important that I ask questions knowing what I need to be effective and to shine in my work so I can be effective and do the quote unquote basic functions of the jobs. And so I felt like this experience most recently was interesting and different and that I, you know, I still held back appropriately, I think, as you know, if I want to get a second interview, I sort of know not to ask all my questions because I always have a lot of questions as a as a social worker. And I think sometimes with a trauma history, sometimes we, we like to, you know, scan for safety. And sometimes no women, especially, I think there's research on sort of the desire to ask why and really understand things in a way that sometimes people who are conditioned as men maybe don't. 
Um, so yeah, I was really interested in the part of our interview where I spoke authentically about what I learned at these different jobs about what factors helped me. And I, I spoke to, you know, trauma-informed workplaces and how staff can do well with clients when they're attended to with their own sort of needs with choice and empowerment and having a strength-based perspective, you know, understanding that a staff member is a person and, you know, the importance of, of boundaries. And it was such a reassuring conversation. And at the same time, you know, there were clear expectations for the job and kind of pressures from from the hospital system and challenges. So I felt like it was a balanced conversation in terms of the manager interviewing me being really honest and transparent about the challenges and demands of her as a manager. And I really think it demonstrated her ability to probably be a good manager and be real about sort of, you know, the perks of this team. There is great retention, which is definitely a good sign. But I I think I would encourage people listening to reflect on what has worked well for you and what is not. And think about your experiences with supervisors and what you've learned about self-disclosure and advocating for accommodations and certainly in kind of bigger organizations or companies that can be more challenging than other types of more smaller teams. So I think for each of us, that's going to look different. But at the end of the day, like knowing that it's a a supportive workplace is, is so important and so I'm, my heart is with you if you're listening and you're struggling to find where you belong and just know that it's not a reflection of you if you have struggled through these systems that really aren't designed for folks with trauma or, you know, a lot of people who don't see their themselves, you know, reflected by those in leadership. Like there's still so many less female CEOs and so few therapists of color and just across all industries. Hopefully this is continuing to change in the right direction, but you know, we have to continue to to push and chip away and keep hope and the long the long run in mind. I think that that feels super important to me and I guess I'll I'll close with sharing you know, that the interviewer asked about my self-care practices, essentially. And I really felt good in being honest that I have a really strong support system at this point. I have reached some stability in my life in terms of a partnership that's supportive to me. Um, You know, everything's not perfect and dandy and healing is not linear, but I, I really mean it when I say I believe in a full recovery from trauma and I will keep on you know, showing up, being real with you. I'm not going to pretend like there haven't been difficult months this past year in the pandemic for for myself and my family and and friends and certainly my clients. But I think the best we can do is keep taking steps and believing in ourselves. And when our belief in ourselves wavers, reaching out for support, even before our our faith in ourselves wavers, knowing that you are worthy of love and support and Uh, workplace and relationships that acknowledges and honors your needs. Um, And if you don't get all those needs met, as I said, that there are still ways to maintain employment and get the support and community 
and respect that, you know, sometimes we don't find in our relationships with our bosses or our peers, unfortunately. But don't give up. I'm here. Reach out. Rachel and I are in your corners and you are not alone. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.